Israel. Over to you, Dad. Thank you very much. Good morning, Vine Church. Can we stand for a moment, please? Uh, I'm going to ask you to do something ridiculous you might have never done before. Your team's just won the World Cup. Raise your hands as high as you can to celebrate them because that couple that was on the platform here have just won the World Cup. So let's just raise our hands and give thanks to God as high as we can. Just, 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 just honor them and say, lift them up and say, God, thank you. They've just won the World Cup. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm so absolutely buzzing to share with you guys this morning. And um, I want to talk about the two most painful words I ever heard as a child. When your team's winning and there's 10 minutes to go and the snow comes down, trust me, that's not a nice gig. And um, if I can get this computer to work, it'll be an even better gig today. <laughs> Just give me two seconds, guys. Sorry about this. And um, we just heard of a family who've been through an extremely tough gig. The truth is, every one of you have faced a tough gig. Um, you faced a tough gig. And uh, resilience is a great word, and I love it. And, and, uh, a million people are writing courses now on survival guides, how to survive. I'm not interested in a survival guide. I don't even think God was. And uh, I got this from a wee boy who's having a tough gig, a very tough time, like we just heard, like many of you face. And, um, and so he, he, he's facing the tough, maybe the toughest gig of any wee boy in history. 12-year-old, and he's just been made king. Not only has he just been made king, he's been put in charge of every inhabitant on planet Earth. You think you've got responsibility at work this wee guy? He's 12. He's following a great king. And he's facing, like our friends that shared this morning, uh, the toughest gig of his life. And he can ask God anything. He's allowed to ask anything. And he asks God for... He asked God for it. I'm calling, I'm calling a team talk. Because he was chosen because he knows the rules of the game. The Bible is the greatest book on the rules of the game. The only problem is you face a different team every week. And you face a different battle every day. And the battle that beat that team last week, as Ruben knows, the tactics for last week's game doesn't necessarily work with this week because this team's got giants in it. And so every week, managers are so clever, they do this brilliant team talk. And so the word the Bible uses that this wee boy, Solomon asked for, was wisdom. But if you would allow me to stretch it a wee bit to a team talk, because God said to him, You've asked for wisdom. I've no doubt he was asking how to survive this. But God's answer was, I'm not going to give you a survival guide. I'm going to give you a conquering guide. How many people would love a conquering guide? 
How many would love a team talk every morning in life for the fresh new game and battle you're facing every day? How many people would be willing to admit sometimes it feels like you're facing a completely different, brand new battle every day? How many people would be willing to admit that? Different stuff shows up every day. Well, I believe what God, the team talk he gave to Solomon was not survival. It was conquering. And so, if, if that's not the case, then God would never have said in his word, we are more than conquerors. So, hey, guys, if we are more than conquerors, then we need a team talk. And my conviction of walking with Jesus 51 years is that I need a fresh team talk every morning because you're facing a new team. You know what that feels like, Mel, don't you? You're facing a new team battle every day. And so I'm so excited to, to deliver this word today. And, um, and so what I found, though, is that, what I found, though, is that many Christians approach the game of marriage, if you're married, in the same way they approach the game of Christianity. We're told in the Bible to win the race. We're told to win the game of life. And so there's two sets of game rules. There's ours and there's God's. Now, I never believed for a minute that I went into marriage uh, in three days' time. We'll be celebrating 51 years. I don't think it was going to last 51 days because I never realized I had a whole host of hidden rules to the game. They say love is blind. My case, it was absolutely dumb and stupid because I floated down that aisle. I floated down that aisle thinking it's skiing downhill all day long from now on. And I never realized I had a whole set of hidden rules for the game. I'm embarrassed to say it. Now, I'm a wee bit easy. I've had a whole stack of sisters, and this was back in the day when women did the work in the house and men did work outside the house. Brutal, shocking. And so here are the hidden rules. And it was great on day one of the honeymoon and day two, but very, very quickly I realized I'd married somebody who had a different set of rules, completely different set of rules to the game. I mean, completely different, like the total opposite. And if I hadn't come to Jesus in three months, well, here we know. So here was my 10 rules, guys. Embarrassed to admit them. Number one, men didn't cook. Simple as that. Two, men, men didn't go grocery shopping, especially for wee pink things for women. Men didn't do dishes. That's just no, that's just no a thing. And it may be hard to believe for you nowadays, but I'm telling you, it was, you just didn't do it. Simple as that. Men didn't make beds. When you're a wee boy in Scotland, beds make themselves. You go to school and you come back and they're made. <laughs> Men don't even pick up their underwear from last night on the floor. It picks up itself and goes in the washing machine. It gets more embarrassing. Men didn't polish their shoes. And uh, men don't express, uh, in Scotland, uh, romance or emotion in public. You just didn't do it. Can you hold my hand, darling? Aye, wait till it's dark. Yeah, just wait till it's dark now. Yeah. Uh, get a wee hug of supper and now will fill both your horns for the next couple of hours. 
walking down Shockey Hill Street. I'm totally ashamed, and I've got about another 20 of them. Another 20 of them. And uh, it came to a, we had a fight one day, because the wife says, would you mind just picking up the hoover and, and vacuuming the carpet? And it was like, would you like to jump off the Fort Road Bridge? It was like, you know, all my ego's tied up in this, darling. You just don't get it. And I says, she says, what are you scared of? I said, if one of my pals looks in the front window. That's what it was all about. It was like, if some, I'll have no reputation left. She said, sweetheart, we live in an attic flat. We don't have any front windows. <laughs> I well, it might just see through the slates. You know, and, 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 and it's incredible. And I'm married 51 years now, and I'm still having to adjust to the rules of the game. Big time. Because my wife has a gift. I, I believe the gift that she has is central to the team talk God gave to Solomon. And it's the word diligent. We do, we've deleted that word for the dictionary now, and we've changed it for OCD. <laughs> See, if you plan well, prepare well, start a job right, and then you sit down for six coffees like me, and, and you finish the job, and you do excellent, beautifully and creatively, you're OCD. Next use for sluggardo. And so, coming into the Christian life was a bit like coming into marriage. It was a crash waiting to happen. Because God says in his word, Isaiah 55, verse 8, and if you want to read more about that wee boy, he's one kinds three, but Isaiah 55, 8 says, my rules of the game are not your rules again. It says it better than that. It says, my ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are not your thoughts. I've spent 51 years walking with Jesus, and every day changes the rules of the game. And we come into the Christian life, and, and we've got the rules of the game. And I could feel it in the atmosphere today when it was announced. The worst announcement we've had in 25 years in the Vine Church. We've got to suffer the kids all through the meeting for the next six weeks. <laughs> You've gone very quiet on me. If you're a bit half deaf like me, you're like, how am I going to hear the sermon now? You know, if you're a wee bit old and corned beef in the ears. And we have these wee rules. The disciples had that rule. They were like, what are you doing, Jesus? You know, and Jesus changed the rules of the game. They were like, kids, didn't you get in the road? And Jesus changed the rule of the game. I w are you ready? Because there came a moment where God nailed me. And he said, you are not free. You want to be free? I bought your freedom at the cross, but you're not free. You're bound up because you're still, you come into Christianity and you came into marriage with your rules to the game, and you're hanging on to your rules of the game. <laughs> and I went to, we were taken to this day's Bible week, eight, 10,000 folk, and you know, and when I got there, I had ten, a squad of hidden rules in me. And I would sing every week, I surrender all, I surrender all. I should have sung Meatloaf. 
I won't do anything for love, but I won't do that. <laughs> and I arrived at this conference bouncing, I never realized I had about 20 do-thats in me. Oh, I could see one or two getting a bit itchy on the dock at the moment, eh, just a wee bit squeaky, because God took me to these two words, game abandoned. And he says, Jimmy, the only way you could win in my game is if you abandoned your game. Because I want to give you a team talk. I want to give you a team talk you can apply every day. But you're going to have to abandon your game rules. And we've all got a wee rule we'll hang on to. We'll hang on like grim death. And we've all got at least one. I had about 20. So when I arrived at this conference, it was brilliant. Music was brilliant. Teaching was brilliant. And then came the worst moment of my life. These grown-up men and women and with suits started jumping about and singing and dancing and raising their hands in the air and speaking in foreign languages. And I was like, oh... And when I say foreign language, I don't mean English, you know. I mean, I could understand something of it. So, 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 so I was like, so, so there was a, a war going on inside me, like blonkers. That's what the flesh was saying. The spirit was saying, they got something you don't have. They got freedom. They got anointing of the Holy Spirit. They got power. They've got freedom. They don't care what anybody thinks about them. Though, though they don't mind looking like a fool for me. And the Bible tells us we're called to be fools for Christ. And, and, and the Lord nailed me. He says, are you ready, Jimmy? Because you want all the freedom, but you're not willing to give up your hidden rules. And I said, well, fire away, God. You know, because I was blind to my hidden rules. So here's the hidden rules of the Christian game I came into. I grew up in quite an emotional church. It was a good church, but so I had decided, number one, I don't do emotion. As simple as that. Number two, I don't sing in public. That's for Sunday school. You might think it's a stupid end, but this was the battle I went through. Number three, I don't clap hands in church. Football, I... Boxing, I, church, give me a break. Four, I don't raise hands, even though the Bible encourages us to shout, sing, dance. I don't, I don't, I don't do that. I'm a fifer. I'm cool. Maybe fat, but I'm still cool. That testimony this morning was the best I've ever heard until you mentioned the word diet. <laughs> you were winning. It was great. And the pastor had his own rules. The Bible had its own rules. The next one, I don't pray out loud. The very first night I walked in, very first night, a guy said to me, hey, you pray out loud here, you pray out loud here, or you just didn't come back. And I was like, all right, I'll not be back. I was like, but I went back. The next one was, I didn't read two chapters of the Bible every day. That's what the rule was in the church in that time. And I certainly don't go to the pubs on a Friday night to tell my pals who are drunk about Jesus. We just didn't do that. Pastor was old school and tough. He said, ah, don't worry about it. Just didn't come back. I was like, whoa. He was using reverse psychology on us, and it worked every time. I was like, I'll show you. 
Me and Elma, 19, just marriage. The only married couple in the church. We were the old fogies at 19. Going to the pub like this. You want to hear about Jesus? I said, you have to train us. He said, the Bible says, open your mouth and I will fill it. Now get up the high street. We used to hide up closes half the time, praying that nobody would show up. Next one, I don't hug people. I just, I just hugging as far. I'm not allowed to use the word anymore, but I, I, I don't hug people, right? Just, that, just, just. The next one is, I'm in charge of my time. I show up when I feel like it. I love those who love me. That's a great rule, eh? I love those who love me first. But then God nailed me. He says, Jimmy, if you want to go to the next level. A guy called me last week, and he's asking me about something. He says, I know the Bible says this, but... I said, stop there. Because you're going to further, I'm going to kick your butt. <laughs> Let me just say something. You don't get to write the flipping rules of the game. They're already nailed. And we have a choice. Live our own rules and crash, or live by his rules. And, and this is what was going on with Solomon. And here is the first main point, one of the beautiful points, the heart of what he said to Solomon was, in Proverbs 29.2, he says, do you see someone diligent in their business? They will stand before kings. Solomon became the richest man in the whole world. And God says, because you asked for the team talk, the rules of the game, you asked for wisdom. I gave you wealth. Yes, you're not allowed to use the word wealth in church. We're all supposed to be poor beggars for Jesus. God has different rules. He said, I'll give you wealth and honor more than anybody in the face of the earth. Oh my goodness me. But the word there was diligent. We've understood the word diligent as hard work. And Aaron used a brilliant word with a testimony this morning of resilience. But resilience, resilience is the fruit of diligence. And I want to encourage you guys. I've just got a one-point sermon, really. But God said to him, if you're diligent, in other words, if you play the game of my rules, you go to the top of the mountain. And you win the game every day in life. And so, he smashed it. He did unbelievable until he went back to his own rules of the game. You know any husbands or wives or Christians that go back to the old rules of the game and crash? So here's what diligence, and I'm going to give us one piece of homework that will unlock a team talk for you from God every single day in life. Diligence is a learnable skill that combines persistence, smart working effort, 
rightly planned and rightly performed in a timely, efficient, and effective manner to attain a result that is pure and of the highest quality of excellence. I'm going to pray in a minute. If we could just stand. Could we just stand, please? For an anointing of supernatural diligence to come on each one of us. So here is the key to the team talk. Proverbs, the book of Proverbs is God's team talk. You read it once through and it just feels like, aye, we bits of gold with dust on it. But if you keep digging deep, diligently in it, you'll find nuggets of pure gold of how to have a great marriage, of how to have a great health, of how to be great in business, of how to be great with your kids, of how to be great in your sport, to be, how, to be, how, how, to, how to be like Solomon. And, I'm, and here's the one point. I'm going to suggest to you for the next 31 days, I'm going to do it for the next five years, but for the next 31 days, Open the book of Proverbs with a big notebook beside you and ask God to speak. This is what, July the 3rd? So start at Proverbs 3. And whatever verse jumps off the page, that's God breathed a rhema word to you to win the game for the day. And I promise you, there isn't a greater team talk I'm so delighted that Solomon recorded his team talk for us. That was his team talk. And it's abs- And every time you read it. So I asked the Lord to help me to be diligent because when you marry a diligent woman and you don't have one ounce of diligence in your bones, it's no easy time. But here's the thing. I pray right now. Let's, can we close our eyes, please? I pray right now. I pray right now, God. And thanks for that, that master class on diligence we heard in the testimony today. And we break every curse. We break the power of every demon that's come against every business, every health, every mind, every body. And I pray, God, you would release us and show us, expose on us the limits we've put on you, the limits we've put on ourselves, the hidden rules we've put on relating to people, and the hidden rules we've put on relating to you, and the hidden rules we've put on relating to your church. We repent of that, God, and I pray that you would excite us like never before to get up in the morning. It doesn't matter if we're 12-year-old or 95-year-old, that we would know there's a bag of gold, a bag of gold sitting on our coffee table waiting to be opened. Gold nuggets, your Holy Ghost team talk that I guarantee any business person, any married person, any single person, any human being that's diligent enough 
to get a simple £3.50 notebook at Asda. Bargain. And write down daily the team talk that you will give us. July 3rd, Proverbs 3rd. It's possibly the most exciting spiritual exercise <coughs> I've ever done in Christianity. And I believe, guys, it, you, you wake up in the morning, oh, I'm struggling. How do I get an answer for this? How do I deal with this? It's all there in that one bag of gold. Solomon knew the rules of the game. We all know the rules of the game, but we need, we need to get in the dressing room first thing every morning and say, Gaffer, Gaffer, I'm stripped and I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready, Gaffer. I'm ready to run. I'm ready to smash it today. I'm ready to win a game. I don't care how many giants. You're facing a new game, a new battle, a new attack of the devil every day. And I promise you, if you will diligently take 10 minutes or more and write down your team instruction, I promise you, Demons will flee, depression will flee, sickness will flee, financial problems will flee, and you will step out of a survival guide into a conquering guide every day in every way in Jesus' holy name. Can we applaud the Lord Jesus like we've never done before? Louder, guys. Louder, please. Louder, please. Louder. God bless you. Thank you.